I'm Andy. And I'm Luke. And you're listening to what is now episode 11 of the first season of the Stanley Park Beat. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at the Stanley Park Beat. And look out for us also on Facebook. So, like, it's been a really long time, a couple of months since our last show. Basically, we've had really busy summers. And to be truthful, there's been opportunities when we probably could have recorded end of the season. I didn't really want to talk. Yeah, and then, of course, the end of the Euros, uh, as an Englishman, I didn't really fancy that either. So. I mean, I wouldn't have minded talking about it, but... Uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, I wanted to bury my head in the sand and forget that football was a thing for a while. Yeah, I mean... Which I actually didn't, because I can't keep away, but um, no, it, I, I didn't feel... I didn't feel great about that one. So, so like recording podcast, <laughs> kind of got sidetracked, put to the side. We had summers. Yeah, um, life, life's been manic. Things have just been busy. Things have been really up and down with COVID changes all over the place and stuff like that as well. Just like trying to find time and manage things to get things out. It's just yeah, it's it's not it's you, not you easy. Put, you the show got put to the side, but we've kind of been discussing. We've been using it as an opportunity to rethink how we're going to do it, and we'll get into that later on in the show. This episode is basically, it's going to round up, end of the season, talk a little bit about the Euros briefly, uh, and then look at what's happened over the summer. So, yeah, uh, that's basically what's coming up. We're not going to do a big what's coming up kind of thing. Yeah, but lots to get into still. And, exactly. uh, and, and we're here and we're back, and we're excited to get going. So, end of the season, what happened with Liverpool? Yeah, so we ended up finishing really strong, actually. Um, I'd say Nat, Nat Phillips came in and yeah, uh, yes. did a really good job in defence, just basically steadying the ship. I know we, we really struggled in the middle part of the season and set us up for basically what was going to be, I think, probably Europa League, well, Europa, the, Europa the Conference. conference. Uh, so, um, no, we ended up, Finishing strong in in the sense that yeah we we really um, pushed pushed for that top four. I think like um, you won like four of the last five games or something. Like yeah, that, four of the last five. I think it was like ten unbeaten towards yeah. the end. Um, obviously had the Allison wonder goal. I mean, <laughs> it was just like one of those ones off. Like you just got fuck off. No, I absolutely. When you're um, when you're an opposition fan, you just see. Liverpool getting into the Champions League through the fact that their their goalkeeper <laughs> rises <laughs> like a salmon above everyone else and just nods a perfect header. Yeah, it was ridiculous, uh, and um, it was it was one of them games that was so frustrating because we were drawing and, and going on to drop two points, which we actually really needed to win. I, I think, don't think you would have finished in the Champions no. League without it. No. And um, we had actually performed really well previously to that, picked up maximum points. Then we go and drop, you know, typically go and drop two to West Brom and then ended up winning and getting enough points after that. And yeah, this this header out of nowhere, and I I always think, oh, the keeper goes up, he, he ends up 99% of the time, nothing happens. Yeah, and it, run back and yeah, chase back. And, um, and I thought, yeah. you know what, like it's, it's probably Sick. not it's probably not going to happen. I'm on the edge of my sofa and yeah, I just seen him rise up, knock it in and um, yeah, I hit, I hit the fucking roof. <laughs> yeah, it was just a. It was just, you know, even without fans in that stadium, it was a special 
felt like a special moment and that like okay well we're gonna do it we're now with that happening like it just seems like us achieving top four after the season we've had after the injuries after xyz the six the six losses at home in a row whatever it was um yeah it's like all that was put to bed and everything's everything's good again in the red half of liverpool so uh, yeah, good end. Um, happy, really, really happy. We managed to get into the Champions League, and you know, even by the skin of our teeth, we, we you know, we end up finishing third. Mm. So, yeah. the last game of the season, not even so, fourth. Not just even fourth. So, fourth up, one extra place. Um, yeah. So yeah, really, really delighted. Um, really good end um, to what was a a really patchy, patchy season. You know, I think we spoke about it on the previous podcast. No crowds sort of the romance had gone a bit out of the game and the passion and you know it, it all felt a bit flat around the club and I think it's made for really hostile fan bases throughout teams own fan bases they're not yeah because the only place they got to interact with each other is on Twitter and Facebook yeah it's just gunning for each other all yeah. the time you're just yeah. like you your opinion shit yeah it's like absolutes and you can't uh, uh, you can't get that you can't channel that aggression on the terraces yeah. anymore, right? So yeah, I think you know we're all happy to see fans back now, and it. it I mean, obviously, social media does polarize opinion anyway, and it is very reactionary. It's very fickle, but I think last year really kind of polarized, like brought that yeah. under the microscope to like extreme levels because yeah. that's the only place people had well, to well because you're not in the pub either the you, you know you're, no pubs. you're not you're not in the pub talking with your mates yeah. about it you're not you're not um, literally venting on the pit uh you know to the players on the pitch or bantering with the other fans you're you're sitting on facebook yeah and twitter and and whatnot sort of uh throwing insults throw, each throw, other throwing insults at each other yeah um yeah, there's not really too much more to say other than, yeah, we, we we achieved our goal for the season. I think we knew a title race w- was going to be beyond beyond us, I think, with... Yeah. I mean, we, we first... With retaining the title, reta- you know, having titles back-to-back. I mean, Winning the league was one thing, retaining it. Like, I'd, round about Christmas, you were still first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that we were second in boxing. Day. But the thing is, three seasons in a row um, going toe to toe with Man City at that high level. Uh, yeah, like I just yeah, it's Especially a lot. Other teams spend them as well. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, um, so, uh, Chelsea kind of proved me wrong with so far with Tuchel. He's done a really good job. I don't know how long that lasts. If it kind of, he yeah. always seems to achieve what he can with that. With a group of players that he has at that level, I mean, if when you saying Tuchel, I I basically think um, I know we're going a, a little bit off topic here, but it's you know we we can talk about that in a you know going about going forwards, but Tuchel Tuchel um, is discipline. Yeah, it's, it's just the word discipline. He's so organized, so hard to break down. Doesn't give a lot. of they don't leak any goals they just don't concede yeah I mean, they had the one freak result it was like 5-3 against West Brom but apart from that well, it's, yeah, they just seemed to kind of even the steady the ship I think massively and um, you know they won the, they won the Champions League last year and now they've added uh, Romelu Lukaku to the ranks mm. they've sorted out the Timo Werner problem I, I think they're going to be you know we'll touch on this more later but 
I think Chelsea are going to be a force. Yeah. Everton season. Yeah. Ever, so how? Yeah. End of the season. How did Everton well, do? Well, since we last thing. Now we went into the city game still with a shot of Europe, but we really needed a drawn yeah, and it was results Aguero's, go the other way. It was Aguero's last game. Of course, Aguero gets did he get a hat trick or a double? I can't remember. They won I think five, he just no. came on and scored. Yeah, yeah, a double. I think he came on and and scored five five nil. Research and yeah, five nil. Yeah, not even going back to research who actually scored in that game. It's like so, so stuff it. Yeah. Ended up finishing tenth on fifty nine points. Looking back at every season, tenth. Yeah. Wow. Every yeah. season, looking back in the Premier League, there's lowest of teams finished on fifty nine points ever. Yeah. You normal all but two years previously, it's minimum eighth or higher, wow. usually seventh. Yeah. If we'd got that one point, we would have been guaranteed eighth. Because it was so condensed in the middle of the yeah. league there, wasn't so it? So, like, last season, was actually, when people were saying, oh, it's easier to get in Europe this season than any other, like, a lot of people were talking, because West Ham and stuff were there. Yeah. Actually, in terms of points gained, it was one of the hardest. Yeah. Every other year, if you get 59 points, you're, you're either in Europe or just about there. Tenth is, um, tenth is way lower. For, for example, the year that Sam Allardyce finished eighth with Everton, got 49 points. Oh wow! Ten points less, yeah, like, and go. that's a, a big difference. Obviously, Ancelotti done better. Uh, some other has done better than Ancelotti. Well, he didn't in terms of win percentage and points amassed, points gained. But the way the league table sits, yeah, I mean, eight to tenth doesn't really make any difference. At it's, that point, uh, not not being in Europe, Europe is not Europe. Really yeah. So we finished tenth. So disappointing end to the season. Then shit really hit the fan. Real Madrid, the big bad boys who we'd all spoken about in the European Super League. They said, "Carlo, we want you new manager to yeah. come back." And uh like it hurts, but I can't really blame him. I don't like the way he kind of he spoke after it. I wish he had just come out and said, "I really like Everton. I like the project, but you don't say no to Real Madrid." If he yeah. just said that, I think most That's fans fine. accept it. Yeah. The way he kind of said it, it's like, everyone's ambitions are a lot lower than Real Madrid ambitions. It kind of like, well, well, well we know that. You don't need to state the obvious. You don't need to there, state yeah. the obvious. Yeah. We know Real Madrid are a much bigger club, but you don't have to be patronising. Yeah, club. no. No, you <laughs> don't. You don't need to be patronising about it. Just say, look, you don't say no to Real Madrid. And everyone understands that. Yeah. So he leaves. After a month-long hunt of all these uh, names like... Favre, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo is now at Spurs. Well, there I was, was the gonna, guy who yeah. was at Lille last year. His name's Christophe Gautier. Um, five or six names all linked. Fonseca, Gallardo. The manager we ended up appointing. Former. Who was it? Liverpool. I've ne- never heard of him. Legend. He, he, he's, he's dead to me, this guy. No. <laughs> 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 Rafa Benitez, Rafa who won Benitez. the Champions League uh, back famously in was it 2005? 2005, yeah. It was really his high point of a six year career at Liverpool. Was, yeah, was the, was was the his first year. His first year. I mean, it, but I he mean, won a couple of other cups. And yeah, yeah. He's, he was very well regarded around the city and among the Red fan base. Which actually, like Ever- Everton fans, shouldn't enjoy like 
that much because it's it's like even though he didn't win, obviously he's got the legacy of Istanbul. He'll always have that, but mm. throughout his time at Liverpool, didn't accrue too much silverware, and it was still loved. Yeah, because I think he he brought got, into the club. He understood the values of the club. He he really respected. And he understood that, the people of the city. Kind yeah, of thing. and so um he he was a bit you know like a Gerard Houllier figure in that regard where he he was an a true outsider, you know, yeah. a complete foreigner to the city and got very well embraced. Well, need, so. Needless to say, it didn't go too, down too well when he got appointed. No, but it's... A, a, it, lot, a lot of fans felt that he's not done anything. He's uh, been a journeyman since... For uh, since the last six years, he's been in China. He didn't really set the, set the world on fire at Newcastle, albeit under tough, tough circumstances with no yeah, major budget. Yeah. Uh... Oh, he he didn't spend money, but he brought in a lot of money as well. Yeah. So the, the he was interim at Chelsea. He won the Europa League. Yeah, that's still like with them eight years um, ago. It's a long time ago. Enter, he got sacked. He done okay. He won the cup at Napoli. That was like his last real success. Yeah, he got sacked at Real Madrid. God, he's been about. Like he's been, he's. I mean, he's been at a lot of big clubs. He's yeah. been at Napoli. He's been at Real Madrid. He's been Inter. Yeah. He's been yeah. well, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he's been at the Chinese club and he was at an, a small English club he got promoted but uh, like Newcastle yeah, so, yeah well here's the sure. thing here's the That's thing I, I, my opinion <laughs> is that like Liverpool fans we can't we can't be too worried about that it's, I think this, I think some scousers I think if you're a Liverpool fan not from Liverpool it's not going to hurt too much because mm. we're, we're doing our own thing with Klopp and we've got our own yeah. thing being built now and we're you know that that's our focus like if we were shit and then Raf has gone and done that gone to Everton and we, it, it's given us something to sort of focus on and, and whinge about but at the minute we're kind of doing our own thing and we're kind of we're happy with Klopp our, our relationship with our manager is solid and we're sort of like okay well Anything else that happens happens. Like we we've got our own thing that yeah, we we've moved on. We've moved on, and, and you know he's not gone direct from Liverpool to to Everton. And uh, at the time, for me, it wasn't so much like he was ex Liverpool. Yeah, it wasn't the fact that he had done that whole small club jibe because which actually I think was taken out. Of context I think he was bit, taken out of context. What he meant was that they were not trying to win the game. And he was pissed off at the time. Yeah. Which every manager comes out after a derby not getting the result that they wanted. I think it was a draw. And yeah. they were saying they weren't trying to win the game. They're a small club. But I think that's, well, what, that's he said. what small clubs do. That's what or small something clubs like do. That. Yeah, no, like, he didn't directly come out and I say mean, Everton and he, are a small and club. Because yeah. he's saying it in. Like, obviously, he has a good command of the English language, but sometimes you can't say something wrong because yeah. it's your second language. Yeah. But um, so but he's appointing now, so you just have to accept it. The only thing that happens is if he hits a bad run of results, pressure comes on straight away because yeah, he won't get given much he time. Instantly um, becomes deliverable fans, agent Rafa. Yeah, and then the Everton fans. He, Everton fans are just like oh, we're not. We're not time for it. Like yeah, he'll have to work a bit harder to win win people over as well. It's. It's an interesting one. It's a really interesting one. What I do think, though, is because he loves the city of Liverpool, mm. um, he'll be comfortable 
in his personal life and he'll he'll be feeling at home somewhat and so like i think that that will give that will give him a lot like he'll feel settled yeah in liverpool like he's he's never sold his home that he owned in liverpool yeah he still lives there. he still lives there now and i mean some of the way some ever fans reacted was completely over top like the whole yeah but it's like it's like that sort of with things about, so. I, was, I mean you obviously get some idiots but you know you take things too far it's like yeah you don't it's, it's still just football it's yeah. football the yeah yeah you can be unhappy i mean they say i don't want to watch the club ever again they but i guarantee his, you'll be watching the game in two weeks time anyway like you know it's like yeah, well they protested his house i think or something yeah like that, that was but, like, i mean they got the wrong house well <laughs> i heard so. they got the wrong house actually yeah they did but it's, it, it is just like you say some people take it too far but that, that's the passion of the game and that's what it means to, to some people I think cool. the bubble that is Liverpool in the city it's everything's under a magnifying glass every sort of move and it's yeah. it is it is like that there and it's, if you're if you're Everton you point an ex-red then it's it's very much like Glasgow I think uh, uh, yeah well like, Neil, Neil Lennon going to Rangers or something like that <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can imagine how that would go down. Like, I mean, that obviously is an extreme example, but uh, that would never, that would never happen. happen. But uh, it's, it's it's the goldfish bowl effect. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a football city, yeah. and you're one or the other kind of thing. Yeah, you are. Yeah, um, unless uh, unless you're, you're Jamie Carragher. Mm, <laughs> he's both. He's you know, both. I'm going to try to <laughs> sum up the rest. Yeah. Of what I'm going to say in a minute. Next thing up. After we've got Rafa in, we're in the news again for uh, there's a fan in Kenya who's found out to be a vampire. Then uh, one of her senior players is arrested. It wasn't initially named, but it's kind of been uh, yeah. figured out. We're not going to mention his name, but he's been arrested for alleged underage grooming. It's caused a bit of fallout with another player who was 31, because there's only two 31-year-olds at the club. One of them is Fabian Delph, so the other one is the one who was arrested yeah. for alleged offences. He's not been charged, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I think he was arrested for a question. Uh, so he's currently suspended the club. Next thing up, Arsenal and Inter pull out the four-season pre-season tournament because of the rising cases in Florida of COVID. So that our whole pre-season kind of yeah, is a history big... as we're actually literally flying there at the time. We're like ever on the plane already. Yeah. So the tournament organizer had to find two clubs, another one from Colombia and one from Mexico to be able to have the tournament go ahead. Duncan Ferguson couldn't couldn't enter into the States as well. Duncan Ferguson couldn't enter the States because of previous assault charges. Uh, from I Lane think Rafa. Before. I think Rafa knew that he just wanted to get away. He wanted some time <laughs> away from Big Dunk. No, We've I had, don't know. It's... Uh, loads of big co- contracts expire and leave the club. We're signed. We then signed in three players for one point seven, one point seven million. Uh, so two frees and one player for one point seven, and that's just July. That's just July. Just <laughs> I a mean, big, uh, it's been just, manic. Just a big black cloud over. Uh, so but. it was a very, very kind of like there was a lot of negativity. I mean, you say you say there was a vampire. I I think he was uh, just a straight up cannibal. 
Yeah. It's about the sounds of things. Like, like just ha- well, it, it, was just, it was just amusing. Show. You just seen, in that week where all these bad things are happening, you see this guy with a random Everton Polo t-shirt on Covered with blood bars. all over yeah. it. It's just like, yeah, oh yeah, great. Just, just, just throw that in there, you know. It's like, why not? Anything else? Anything else going? Just, just get it in there. I was just like, come on. I was like... Where was where? What country was he in? Kenya. It was, it was in Kenya. Kenya, yeah. yeah. Jesus, that's pretty brutal. So okay. it was a bit of a target time of it going in August. Like, we'll we'll get onto that just in a moment. Next thing I think, I think we're just gonna give a a quick summarization of the other thing that happened over the summer. A somewhat major international tournament. Uh, um, well, I yeah, I just. Yeah, I just um, I think speaks sort of about Liverpool's. I just oh. went to Liverpool's summer because like a few players leaving actually. Yeah, so. well, I just want to sort of allude to a few of the outgoing. Shakiri, I think, was always going to go. Yeah. Uh, Leon, that had been in in the works for for some time. For quite a few months. Yeah, he he just wasn't getting playing time. And he couldn't. Wijnaldum had already, I think, decided yeah. that he wanted to leave. Well, the Wijnaldum thing had been going on for well over a year. Linked with Barca for months and months and months. I mean, that just, seemed like a done deal. That Yeah, that, that, that wasn't going away for a very long time. And then, uh, seemed like a done deal. Then PSG swoop in, offer double the money. Like, and um, because he was on a out contract, so they offered him something like two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, or something. Uh, it was a it week. was a ridiculous amount of money, and next thing he he's popping up in a PSG shirt. So, I mean, he'll be absolutely, I'm sure, overjoyed with that move. Now that now that Messi's gone there, and he's playing with the likes of Mbappe, Neymar. Um, he's he's coming for a bit of early criticism. Uh, especially after the Bruges game, I read one person saying that how's it been managed to get a player in a free and still feel ripped off. Uh, yeah, well that's the <laughs> other thing. As well, the, yeah. th- the thing is, he did a very specific job at Liverpool. Yeah. In in terms of his role. Well, it might be uh, technique wise, he's not the best no, player no, in the world. But it's his en- it's his but high it's energy. What he does. And, yeah. Well, if he's playing in a different system and 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 things like that, it. It might not work out for him at PSG. Um, like you say, Klopp had him doing a a very specific role. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like he's missed. He's left a he's left a hole in our midfield somewhat. Yeah. Um, and we haven't replaced him. The spin was oh, Oxley Chamberlain. He's been fantastic preseason. Same with Navi Harvey Elliott. Obviously, he he just got injured a few days ago, but. That's no one's fault. No one could foresee that. But, well, well but the, Nabi three, has really got a big... Well, big, I mean, this is his first. Um, I, yeah. read, I read it. They said that every year, though, for the last two years. But uh, Well, they keep saying This it. is his year. He yeah. has to... They, they've, they've kept saying it from the moment we've signed him that we're supposed to be onto a real talent, but we're still not really seeing it. Um, but this was, this was the yeah. first full pre-season he's had with the club since signing him. So... That was spun as a, a in inverted commas, new signing because he's he looks unbelievable preseason supposedly. Same with Oxide Chamberlain. Oh, he looks he looks brilliant. He he hasn't started a game like for us yeah. this season. So so that was. I thought that, he was injured again actually. No, he's he's <laughs> been on he's been on the bench, but that was said to appease a lot of Liverpool fans that 
are aggrieved that we haven't signed anyone and mm. replaced one out of them. Um, I mean, that's all you saw every day from Liverpool fans online. Where's the signing? Where's the signing? Where's the signing? I mean, he did bring um, in Canati. Yeah, uh, so I mean, so yeah, he's obviously. The, he's been the one big sign. Sorry, so we have made a signing, but I mean, towards that end of the pitch, midfield and strike, yeah. everyone was looking for a, a high profile signing. Uh, Canate has come in, um, hasn't hasn't featured yet. Um, but, you know, Klopp likes to bed the players in. He likes to take his time with the return of Van Dijk this season. Matt have fit uh, again. Matt have fit again. And then Joe Go Gomez. You He's know, you've still got Nat. Did he go in loan? No, we've, no, no we've, just, we've just given Nat Phillips a, long, a long-term contract. Yeah. Um, so you've so, got four other defenders yeah, there. Yeah, I mean... You no rush for this guy to sell in. Yeah. And no pressure on him, even though he's got like a thirty million yeah. fee. It's... I mean, you could say that like, oh, leaving a thirty was it thirty or forty or something that kind of region of fee, leaving someone like that on the bench. But I mean, in this day and age, it's not it's not even that much money anyway, really, for a defender. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so we we have reinforced at the back, which we've gone from one extreme to the other. We we you know last year we we couldn't find a centre back anywhere, and now we've got. You know, and you've got Fabinho that can also drop drop in there if yeah. if really if really needed. Well, so. I think obviously the aim is to have specialised yes players in that position. Yeah, and so, that means you don't have to drop Henderson back. Yeah, you don't have to drop uh, Fabinho no, back. I mean that's the worst case. Means, so that stops you having to drop midfielders back. So it covers a loss of one album a bit. You can yeah yeah you can keep keep the rhythm of the midfield. Or keep a consistent midfield together. Still, Klopp came out and said Thiago. Thiago. I mean, this is his time to really shine as well. So if if I mean these are big question marks, but if they can step up, they can do a job, which which one Alden um, was doing. But that remains to be seen. I mean, I would have liked to have seen someone come in at, at well, least. I mean, I think um, Curtis Jones also seen as a very highly rated. Yeah. So one thing I will say is though, uh, Harvey Elliott, he I mean he's going to be out now I think until Christmas at least. But he looked he looked he looked the real deal. He's looked really good, really sharp, really exciting on the ball. Vastly different player to what I know You know, love love yeah. to have the ball. That More attacking. Wow, well, wants to take yeah. wants to take players on like, and one of them that I, I and I already started to see on the right wing there like the link up with with Elliott and Salah. Yeah, you know that they, they were already starting to click. I mean, and I think you might see Salah play more central. Yeah, and Elliot would have been playing more on the right yeah. wing, sort yeah. of thing. So uh, really, yeah. so so our summer's been a bit, um, a bit. That, I mean, that was probably the plan, but yeah, a bit yeah. lacking. What we have done is extended contracts for uh, the likes of Fabinho, Trent, Alexander Arnold, um, Van Dijk. Nat Phillips, who we just mentioned, uh, Jordan Henderson, and we're in talks now with Mo Salah. So, I mean, we're locking down what we have. I guess that was the priority this summer, to, to get those locked in. Um, and now, yeah, just see see where that takes us. I mean, the worrying thing is is, is the, the strength and depth. Mm. Our first 11, I'm very happy with. It's just... Well, well um, I've spoken about the age of some of your key players before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Bobby's 29-30, Salah's 29-30... And Manny's twenty-nine. Yeah, you've that age group. You've got Jota. Henderson. That, yeah, Jota. Yeah, Jota's uh, a younger one coming. Maybe yeah, like he's twenty-five, so he's fine. But yeah, 
Uh, and you do have younger players coming through the ranks, but a lot of the the yeah. core group, the the key players, yeah, Van Dyke as well, and like my my main concern would be that we haven't really added huge quality to what we have. But the likes of Chelsea, we touched on it earlier, they've added Lukaku to their ranks. Man City, all right, they didn't get Kane, but they got Grealish. Man United, uh, Varane at the back is a massive signing. They needed they needed another good mm. defender. They got Sancho. They got Sancho, and now they've just got uh, Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, so, um, some 36-year-old washed up. 36-year-old Portuguese. Um, washed up 36 year old geezer yeah so um, with, a, with a bad tan yeah. I saw him in an interview and the background was white and he looked like <laughs> yeah. a doll like he just looked like a plastic doll like yeah it's, he's, it's he's insane very, he's very shiny but he's, he? uh, very, he's very shiny but um, <laughs> yeah so they've all they've all strengthened he said work done you can tell <laughs> yeah I, I think so but you know he got, you know, and he's got, he's gotten goals already for them. That's the thing. He's yeah. already scored three, so it, it, it like debut double, two debut goals, and then um, yeah, he scored again yesterday. But so yeah, my point is they've all strengthened, and I just, I just worry that we're perhaps not gonna, not gonna be able to compete in those fine margins. We might be there or thereabouts, but I'm thinking fourth, fourth place finish. I. Mm. You know, it's a big if if our if our eleven can keep fit and we can keep everyone together, might have a chance to do something. Maybe a, a bit of silverware or a cup final or something like that. But I I don't see us going toe to toe to toe with. Maybe I'm I'm thinking Chelsea are the ones to really to really look out for. City look good, but will not having a striker hurt them. You know, two thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, uh, you know everyone chips in the goals for them and the football they play, but it's always nice to have that natural finisher. Yeah, you need a plan B um, as well. Yeah, and, that that and, that and Gabriel Jesus, he's never convinced me as a natural number nine. Well, City come yeah. unstuck for me when City are frightening, and they go and win five nil, six nil on their day, incredible. But it doesn't work for them every week like that. They yeah. come unstuck against a Burnley or a Southampton or a. A well organized tactical team, and they need you know, something they, with that half yard of yeah, the ruthlessness. Just, yeah, to, yeah, you know they don't get them. They, that they're not always win. they're not always yeah. allowed to play that silky football that that gets them that you know because they can just roll teams over, but it doesn't happen every week for them. So yeah, I do wonder if if that will be a problem for them eventually. And I think Chelsea are just gonna. Yeah, they're the, they're yeah. the ones, and really? I don't I don't know. I mean, we we played we played a ten man Chelsea the other week, and yeah. we couldn't even break them down with eleven men because they're so well organised. So that's like, I mean, yeah, I mean they could. Uh, so that's my that's my worry from from a Liverpool fan like point of view. I I just don't know if we've got enough there to sort of yeah, you have done enough building. Then again, a good the the good problem we have is we're trying to fit four a front four into a front three, with Bobby Firmino, Diogo Jota, Mo Salah, and Sadio Mane. We've got them four. It's a nice problem to have. I just, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's enough to yeah to sustain, a sort of to sustain the pressure so on. You wouldn't, wouldn't say there's been enough business done. I mean, no, I, I don't think so. When it comes uh, down to it, no, I don't. 
But I, we'll, I, I'm hope I'm proved wrong. We'll, we'll look. We'll look forward to the season for for both teams. Uh, well, and then we're gonna do that little bit about the Euros. Yeah, which looks trying to avoid. <laughs> That's what it's coming home. It's coming home. coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Now, it was, uh, I'd say overall, quite an entertainment tournament. Yeah. Uh, lots yeah, of goals, yeah. lots of, uh, lots of good games. moments. Yeah. You had fans back in stadiums for the first time, really. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, obviously there was the, the, kind of the big shocking thing was the, the Ericsson incident, which was kind of like, I think a lot of, like, kind of like. Well, that was really early on. Kinda, um, early on, the, and and they had to play later on. They had to play later on that evening. No, uh, the next day. Next I think day it was the next day. Yeah, um, but and it was like whether letting them play again and the rest of the game, it should should have went ahead or they gave more time or they had to forfeit the game. Ericsson's no, obviously fine now. Um, he's in recovery, uh, but it was one of the most shocking kind of. Scenes, yeah, in football, and there was a lot of criticism of the the media covering the game for not turning cameras away or or cutting the feed, which they say, "Oh, we're not in control of what the cameras are pointing at," but they can cut back to their own studio. They can yeah. still say, "Well, let's go to our our own studio and just talk." I mean, um, they could have done that. It's funny, really. That's not it's, impossible. It, it, it's ridiculous that one the camera was still on him. I mean, I I saw the whole thing play out, yeah. which is a spectator. But why is the cameraman doing that? Um, it's like one. Yeah, why is one the cameraman? Camera why is he? Why is he not panning around uh, the crowd and or doing that? Yeah, point your camera down and just say, you know. Well, I'm sorry. Anytime like, there's a streaker on the pitch. They have oh, no issue cutting away. Yeah, it's uh, you never see it. Know, so I mean, you know, maybe we want to see that. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe you want to, but uh, it, it's. Um, <laughs> but this, you're just this, even trying to get away from the stewards. The well, seeing you should seeing seeing a seeing a, a seeing a naked man trying to outrun six hefty blokes in high vis is. <laughs> You know, I quite want to, <laughs> quite want to watch that, but no, this was um this this was a whole different thing and one that I think just left a really sort of bad taste. In yeah, so it could have because... been and I and I think they will have learned from that. They saw the weekend there. Elliot got very bad injury. They very quickly cut away from it, and there was no replays on any of the major. British or Canadian yeah. kind of one thing I, I, I as well I really didn't like is they they kept showing Ericsson's I think uh, wife mm. um, I'm not sure if he's married or not but you know she's in tears on the touchline and yeah it's like, like she doesn't know on, what's happening like stop you know yeah you're sort it's, of it's um, 
almost pornographizing yes, grief. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, these moments sell kind of thing. It's yes, like, exactly. You don't yeah. need that. No. But yeah, it was it it, it it was shocking and I'm really, really glad that, that he's okay. And I thought I'd... I'd Genuinely, genuinely thought it was, was it was, bad. it was bad because yeah, I mean, I, the way his team surrounded had this. Well, had I knew I, I even, was very well good of the the Danish players to come around and kind of yeah, they they had a shield respect, around yeah. their teammate. And but even before they arrived, I saw the look on Ericsson's face when he laid there, and it was like he wasn't. It was like he wasn't there, and I said to my girlfriend, uh, "This doesn't look right. Something's wrong here. Something's really wrong. I can see already. I can see minutes are going by, and things are not moving. And you're thinking, wow, we're witnessing something bad here, really bad. Um, just the way his eyes sort of rolled, and his his face was sort of expressionless, and so like the, the camera was showing all this, and I thought it was it was pretty haunting." It was haunting, yeah, is is yeah. the right word, and um, just thankful, really. You know, he's such a talent, such a wonderful player, Ericsson. Mm. You know, he's. I mean, know, and he just won the league with Inter, yeah. and um, it, yeah, just it, glad. It's just one glad. of the things that kind of like makes you kind well, of look at the bigger picture of things. Um, well, it should. It should put things in perspective, you know, and that that fans abuse each other and all this and that, and then. You know that's right. The start of the tournament. I think by the end of the tournament, it's all it's all lost and forgotten. You know, seeing the actions of sort of select few England fans and yeah. thinking, well, you know, if something like that doesn't put things into perspective, then what what will? Are we ever yeah. gonna really learn and move on and learn to sort of respect? Kind of like have a bit more, think a bit better. You know, yeah, well, there's there's, there's more to life. It, I mean, it's good that he's. He's in recovery now. Yeah. If he doesn't play again, that's it's. It's Sad, not what he's thirty, twenty nine, thirty. Now. I mean, I think it's fairly a small thing if he doesn't play again. You know, he's all he's alive. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, that's, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. that's the most important thing for sure. Um, yeah. and hopefully he's able to be involved in football in some capacity. I think he will. Uh, yeah. yeah. Other than that, the tournament itself was. A great tournament to watch, and I think a lot of fans reacted really well to that. Yeah, a lot of teams were all chanting Denmark and get Denmark became kind of everyone's yeah kind of second team for a while as well. Yeah, um, like they were getting behind them. The really good game against England. Yeah, one of the one of the few teams that actually scored against them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Only I think Denmark and Italy. Well, the teams. Italy, the only one in open play. Yeah, because it was a free kick. From yeah. Denmark, which I don't, good free kick, I, don't so. think, I don't think it should have been a free kick anyway. Yeah, that was a free <laughs> kick. So. But yeah, no, good good tournament. Um, obviously England. Well, we we got to, we got to the final, um, as everyone mm. knows. Uh, Pickford had a very good tournament. He had a super routinely praised. No, he had he had actually had a very good six months for Everton. Uh, and they're saying, oh, he doesn't produce those performances forever and like he does for England. It's like, well, he's actually been alright for the last four months. He was being the one, the one Everton player that kind of came out at the end of the season with praise. Yeah. To be honest, he had 
a shaky first half of the season, but at the end of the season he was pretty rock. He showed it. Uh, no, and he had, very... really good, he had a really good tournament. He was like probably the best keeper in the tournament. I uh, haven't done a rumor. It was a it was a weird um, it was a weird position for me to be in because uh, for the for the England Denmark game we went to Malone's, which is sort of an Irish sports bar downtown. Yeah. Um, and there was a there was a, I think he was a Canadian guy. Um, but one of those sort of know it all about football, you know, he thought he knew, thought he knew everything and that free kick goes in, turns around to us, the table of England fans, Pickford should have saved that, Pickford should have saved it. And I found myself defending Jordan Pickford, <laughs> of all people, because they mate, you're clueless, you're absolutely clueless. The guy hasn't let in a goal in open play in this tournament. He's given that defence so much confidence, you know, it all comes from the goalkeeper, you yeah. know, that communication and that stability it all starts from the back i believe and yeah he he did he he deserves that praise i don't think i well, don't think well, he could have saved that free kick either well, so. i mean i think i showed our group chat like a graphic of how denmark actually set up as in they set a wall uh beside england's wall about a meter ahead yeah so it was actually like a double wall so you couldn't actually see where the ball was yeah until it actually went over, over the wall yeah yeah. So he would have saw that much later. So he had no clear path to actually view where the ball was being placed and when it was going to be hit. Yeah. So we, so he's actually, if if you actually speak to any goalkeeper, they'll say like you need to know where the ball is. Yeah. And when it's being kicked, so you can follow with the trajectory of the ball because that's going at seventy miles an hour. Oh yeah. Yeah. And by the time it's over the wall, if you're reacting. After it's went over the wall, it's too late. It's to too late, yeah. If you're yeah. not already there, you're not getting. But I mean, there. the placement, like, the placement was was perfect yeah. anyway. So yeah, I, like, you know, it was a good. He got kick. close, and yeah, he does have the arms, you know. Yeah, I think, I, I, I still I think you're nitpicking if you're. Yeah, I think so. Um. Anyway, apart, aside from that, like we had as fans, I think even in even in Vancouver, like we it was we had a lot of fun. Like I yeah. know it ended bitterly for us and. I've had a, a couple of months now to sort of digest and think about it. Now I look back and it's still painful to lose to lose on penalties. It's a it's a horrible way. It's a horrible way to lose, especially leading that game after two minutes. And you're thinking, wow, we're at Wembley. You got eighty thousand England fans in there, and it's it's on. It, it's, we're leading a final, and this is well. New. The thing was eighty thousand. A lot of people got in the yard that should have been there. Yeah. But, yeah. Well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was, and a lot of people didn't get in. They had tickets, who paid a lot of money to get them. So yeah, it was a bit of a yeah. No, that was that. Well, that was the that was the kind of behaviour I was alluding to after the well, that, yeah. that and the um, the ambush of the Italian fans as they were leaving Wembley. Some of the footage is is, is not nice to watch. Mm. So that's what I mean about football moments like the Ericsson incident, bringing bringing people together about realizing. Well, actually, some things are bigger than the game. Well, I think yeah. that's what I mean. All things were... That was all forgotten come the final whistle at the final because... Well, I mean, I think there'd be that many people outside the ground drinking all day yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. And it just kind of came to a head. Came to a head, now, yeah. I mean, I've been a lot sad on like the whole kind of the English arrogance. And every, every team, major team, is arrogant and expect to win... Canada, for example, they go to an Olympic hockey event, they expect to win the tournament. 
uh, every year. They get pissed off when they don't. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a, I think the the exact phrase like it's coming home, like it really rankles a lot of other fans. Yeah. It's like it's coming home. Yeah. It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming home. It's like and everyone just like nip 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 and it's just like and it makes every other fan just like nah we hate. Hate we on we the can't English, stand yeah. you. Like, we hope we, we want you to lose. Yeah. No, I get uh, it. I, no, I get it. I fully understand. It's it. and it's it's that very phrase. It's almost like they've they've turned what was three lines. It was a song about. about well, hope. it was. Well, it was. It a, was about like all the failures of the past. And yeah. And Euro. Hope. It was Euro ninety six. Yeah. And well, that like football's coming home in the sense that because we were we were the host. Yeah. But now, um, now we say it in every tournament. It's no. become almost expect, and especially oh, we're bringing it home, we're bringing it home, yeah. we're going to win it, kind of thing. And it's just like it. That's what it's, it comes across as. And 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 yes, like you, you can kind of say, oh, we're just kind of joking, we're enjoying it, you know. It's like, but it it's kind of like almost a really pushy, ball streak, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, I get it. No, I I, un- I understand it that from opposition fans, yeah, we'll just have enough of hearing it because I I think it's just some people get caught up in the excitement and it's I think if you if you get to a final then yeah you can probably say yeah. it a bit but you know you beat- I mean England deserves to be in that final. Yeah, no, we did. The two best teams in the tournament were in the final. Yeah, and the next and best team was probably Spain and Italy. Yeah, outplayed them. You know, they just like yeah. they let them pass the ball around. Well, we cancelled each other out, out as well. I mean, yeah. even even during uh, so it's one all. It finished one all, and then went into extra time. And even for extra time, like just cancelled each other out. Like penalties was was always going to be on the cards. I think yeah, one all, and then a game of sort of. Feeling each other out for the for the rest of the game. Well, England, England, of, England started really well. We started uh, got well. Got a goal uh, from a break from yeah. a corner. Uh, there was like one, one that, two, three passes gone. There was, it was a great goal. Luke Shaw finished off from corner. But there was a point in the second half where England could just just could not get the ball. I and think it was that's just what, about trying. Ailey tired them. I think Ailey just yeah, managed to was, figure out if we frustrate them. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Yeah, it was hard to watch because yeah. um, every time we cleared our lines, Italy would come again and just couldn't get out of our own half. We couldn't, we couldn't keep the ball for longer than three passes. We couldn't, we couldn't get more than three passes together at one yeah. point. And it was like, calm down, keep keep possession for a bit and just regroup. And it was like we were panicking, and yeah. then then eventually, um, and you, well, you can see that. Like the, the way like Italy kind of played that perfect game because you saw that going into the crowd. Yeah. That went into the England players. In the pubs, you could. The, oh. the pub I was in, because uh, I was working that day, but we've got a pub attached. So all the people in there, you could see them getting more and yeah. more and more anxious because tense. you couldn't keep the ball. Yeah. And the players were getting anxious because they couldn't keep the ball. Yeah. And it fed off each other. And oh, Italy just, just played that perfect, we're in the enemy turf. Yeah, we know how to get them rattled. attacking, rat, rattling each other. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a very well orchestrated play. To yeah, be honest. yeah. But England always seem to do this. We score and then we just don't seem to go for the go for the kill. Yeah, it's they like, had the ch- I think they had the chance in the first. 
30 minutes if they got the second goal they would have won it like, yeah kind of thing. But, um, uh, but you know they almost scored too early what, what, so, so that happened that played out we lose on penalties we you know you miss three in a row and you just you don't deserve to win a shootout you know especially after scoring your first two a couple of saves from Pickford as well you know to lose it to, to have five penalties each and we lose it 3-2 you're going well mm. there's two massive opportunities there for us to capitalise um, and at one point we could have we could have gone ahead and yeah, I mean, if you're you know, keeping two penalties, and yeah, and then Rashford, uh, Rashford had the chance to put us um, three one up, which really would have put us in the driving seat, and then um, yeah, we go and miss the rest, and then he scored the rest of theirs, and they end up winning three two. But I think I think poor management from Southgate there picking the, the young lads. I think Rashford, he should Rashford, you'd expect him to take a penalty. Fully expect him to, but score, he wasn't but, fit. Should have been on the pitch in the first place. Sancho. Well, Saka went up. No, Sancho went up. Yeah. Missed, which was a poor pen. Nice, I mean, nice uh, height for the keeper. Um, sort of middle to, yeah, right in, right in the middle of the middle point in the post. Yeah. You know, just you know, Donnarumma. He's. He's a tall guy. Yeah, he's. You know, you've got. <laughs> if he's going the right way, he's probably saving it. Yeah. It's low. You've got to go to the extremes of the goal. You got to go top corner, bottom corners, or. Smash it straight down the middle. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, but high. If um, you're go- if you're going bottom, then you have to make sure he's probably going the other way. Yeah, yeah. Because he's probably going to save it if he goes the right way. Um, we we essentially needed five penalties like Harry Maguire's just blasted top corner. Yeah, that's how we done. Um, no and then, messing, and then obviously Saka knew that if he missed, it was all over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but he time. could have, he could have put us to three three, which would have given us a lifeline. And then just just, a, just the same as Sancho, just the exact same penalty. I think it was two in a row that. Yeah. And then it's all over, and um, yeah, and sort of. To have him as your fifth taker, uh, I think that's just, fair enough. If those are the ones that have been best at penalties, and they ones they look the most confident or happy to take. Yeah. But is that a good idea having a nineteen-year-old that's never taken a pro penalty in his career at number five? Yeah. No. If he misses it at number three, it's not so much a big deal. Southgate, of all people, should know as well yeah. what it can do to you as a person to miss a pen. That's right. I well, mean, he done it in this well, number, that's, that's the number I mean. six. He was in sudden death. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was probably in the number after your top five, but you're not expecting it. So he should know, maybe not have him as your number, your yeah, number five. I don't know who the number six would have been, actually. But maybe he mm. was thinking it might go to sudden death and... He wants to save someone for that, but, but you want you, at that point you needed to go to sudden death. So, like, but I mean, I think yeah, you already, yeah, I think yeah. you already have to draw your, you have to select your penalty takers beforehand. I don't think you can just chop and change it. Oh, uh, okay. I've never, I've never actually checked that. Yeah, to be honest. I'm not sure. I don't know I if know, you have I to. I don't know if you actually have to give them a list of the order you're going to do it, or you just go up. Yeah, I'm can, not. I'm or not if you sure. can't change it, I'm not sure. Because surely it would have to be based on how the game's played out, who's, you know, you're well, taking... Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have to, like, at the... You know, when they're all standing around, if you have to submit, like, a, an order. Oh, or whether... Like, no, or, I think it is. I think, yeah. I think you do have to say... Like, so when you're all talking, right, what order are we going to go in? The thing is, and Henderson, uh, Jordan Henderson went off. I think he should have been one, What you know, he's a yeah. leader, he's... he's He's been in the high pressure moments, won the yeah. league, won the Champions League, and he's you know he's he can handle pressure clearly, mm-hmm. and I just think it's poor management. I, I mean, mean, I'm surprised Calvert Lewin didn't. I mean, I know he's everyone playing. Calvert Lewin, champion, 
Everyone players, but whenever he's taking a penalty, he scores it. Yeah, he, he scores anyway, good. That's yeah, a good penalty taker. Like, so yeah. Uh, so it was an unfortunate end. We sort of discussed off air just before this, like the big picture of the Euros. Which looking back now, it's a huge achievement to get to the final. Like this is the first um, first final for England in fifty five years in my lifetime. I've never seen us get to a final. Yeah. So you're talking semi final in the World Cup in the last World Cup. Now a final. Southgate's just extended his contract. Are we looking at winning? You know, maybe going one step further, or or I hope this isn't it for this England yeah. squad. You know, I feel like we have a good group of players, a good manager, a good sort of. There's no egos like would say maybe in the golden generation there was. There's a bit too too many egos in that team. There's a lot of big names. Big yeah. names, like, and then uh, this to fit them all in. Yeah, and this feels like everyone was working and the wags. Hard the wags and all this now everyone's working for each other with this team and if they don't let this heartbreak of the penalty shootout get to them and they can they can use that pain to yeah. to go on maybe maybe, maybe maybe we can achieve something something great well I can't, I can't remember I think it may be Dyke Greg Dyke but way back when when England were doing their re-evaluation of how we get how we're going to go Build toward the future. The plan was Euro 2000 or Euro what turned out to 2021, but Euro 2020. Yeah. Get to the semi finals. World Cup 2022, win the World Cup. Now, Euro 2021, one year later, you got to the final. Yeah. So that's one stage ahead, but one year later. So you're on track to meet the target. Mm, yeah. I mean, I mean, you like know, any tournaments, they're a, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're they, a cruel... You're, you're meeting your targets, so... Yeah, the other thing is, any, anything can happen. If, you, if you're looking at it that way, I'm, I mean, it's it's a very spreadsheet way to look yes. at it, but... Yeah, exactly. We all if know, you're like, looking at... Tournaments can be so unpredictable, Yeah, you could get I mean, knocked like, out the, the group stages in the final, and then... Easily, yeah. Southgate's never heard of again. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, but... So, yeah, so, so that all happened, that all played out on the pitch. What yeah. I will say is that we had the most fun I think I've ever had following England during a tournament. Like yeah. Scotland were there. Scotland were there. Not to mention that. No. Though, though, <laughs> I'm, 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 the, the only game we got anything out of was against the um, England. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the oh, only team to oh, score. Well, the only team to stop them scoring as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, they actually uh, stopped us from scoring. Well, uh, yeah, Scotland looked more likely at one point. Well, we had but, the better chances, but, but we, um, but we, yeah, no, you did actually, yeah, and yeah. Tartan Army were, and then we were shit in the last of the the, <laughs> the other the other two games at Hamden. The only good game we were good at was at Wembley. Well, it's nice, nice for the nice for the Tartan <laughs> Army that went down to down to London though. It was a good. I just had the party. Just had like, the party it was a down there. good natured. Yeah, tur- I think so. Turned turn the fountains into swamps. I don't think there was... Had a lot of drinks and even tidied up after ourselves. To a point, I think yeah. there's maybe half a dozen fans were going around cleaning up cans, but, you know... It's nice to see good, regardless, yeah. You know. Um, but I think I think this is the most fun um, I've had. Because cause in Vancouver... To be back at a tournament again for Scotland fans. Yeah, but we had our group of people sort of from beginning to end... Yeah, we, you know, we watched every game, and it was okay. We got we got through the group stages, and then you go, all right. Well, if we just get through this one, and then this one, and we were together 
on a journey. It was like we were on a journey, and then we're like, oh, oh, we get to do this again next week. Okay, oh, we'll see you in the pub for the for the Denmark game. Oh, now we've won that one. Oh, and then all of a sudden we're in a oh, we're in a, we're in a final. Like, oh my like, fucking whoa. god! Like, so like, what are we doing for the final? What are we doing for the final? Then, Where um, are we going? Where are we going? Yeah, it was a, it was all sort of a, it was all sort of a bit of a panic to try and find a find a venue in the end, but. The wallet, the wallet took a big hit. Being in the pub way more often than I would usually be. Yeah. Because as much as you can sort of watch it at home all together, like I feel like you have to be in the pub to. Yeah. For or those knockout like, yeah, games, like, for those big knockout games, for the group stages, maybe yeah. not so much, but for them knockout where there's real jeopardy and you got you want be, the atmosphere. Yeah, you want yeah. the atmosphere, the big screen and all that. Uh, um, and then when it was over, as gutted as I was and. I was I was genuinely gutted for, for a few days, but I got a real hangover from mm. the Euros. Like I missed like from football for a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, like I missed like even though I wanted to yeah. remove myself, like I missed being in the pub with these people and being on that journey. Like it's like oh it's it's over now. Yeah. It's done. It's finished. Very, and I'm, not def- pull it, I'm not pulling on an England shirt. To go very and watch. deflating kind of end. Yeah, it was like even if we'd have won it, I still. Would have missed, I still uh, missed like just being yeah. in the pub with those people. So um, mm. at least off the pitch, like we had a lot of fun. Like it was a fun time. It was, yeah. and I fully bought into the whole the whole thing. Like I got very caught up, believed, cheered, shouted, sung, and everything else. It was, it was, it was good. One thing I will say, obviously, uh, we've made so much progress on the pitch, off the pitch. Unfortunately, we didn't wake up to a lot of claims of racism mm. against Saka, Saka Sancho. Sancho. I mean, look, the guys missed penalties. Leave it at that. You, yeah. want, you, want, you want to say this and that about their performance? Fine. Don't, don't be... Yeah, it's got nothing to... You know, don't be saying about their race and that. It's not, it's not on. It's not, it's not right. It's not justified. I, I, I don't see how we've come so far on the pitch and then it seems like we're going backwards off it. It's I mean, just... considering the, the amount of... There's been a whole year with the, the players kneel- kneeling, kneeling on the pitch in, yeah. and trying to demonstrate why they're doing it. And then... It just got proved a thousand times well, over. Well, just proven their point. Yeah. That as soon as they expend their their use so to speak or don't deliver it turns into something yeah. nasty which is yeah it's just you know really um and then you had the whole the whole mural of rashford's got it got graffitied over and then it was nice to see actually the community came yeah and they they like, covered up that with um positive messages and and well, this and that and it was mean, actually the, nice the to guys see. had a massive campaign trying to feed children yeah in his in his area and around the country and you're going out and graffitiing him for missing a penalty. Like, yeah. it's... I don't know. No, the it's... The thought process behind that. It's, but, it's ridiculous, yeah, really. It um, it, one nice thing I did see was actually the Tottenham fans stood and applaud, applauded uh, Saka in the preseason mm. friendly. Which, you know, some things are bigger than football. You yeah, know, the rival is... Yeah, yeah, but... Like, sorry, yeah, yeah, some things are bigger than the rival. You put the rivalry aside to basically say like yeah like we we appreciate you and we know yeah. you know we want to help you through through this so that's nice to see there are some positives that have come out of it but i, I mean it's just really highlighted uh, there's still a massive problem 
Like, uh, I've, 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 I think I've kind of got, like, sick of having to speak about things like that. It's just, like, it's yeah, like it's I don't just... want to keep going on about, like, can we not just grow up as a... As a species. Uh, as a society. As a society, just, like, you know, yeah. like, Things like that, like, shouldn't happen. Yeah. And I don't want to keep dwelling on these negative subjects. Yeah. I just think, yeah, it need it needs, it needed pointing out, really. But it's, yeah. it, it's frustrating that we are sitting here... That you have to talk about like, it, yeah. Like, you were using that minutes on a podcast to talk about racist Being, people. Yeah. Like, it's... Like... It's frustrating, but... But necessary. And basically. it's something we've, we've talked about before in previous episodes. It just feels like... Just don't make... Well, I don't want to like repeat myself. Yeah. Like over and over. Anyway. But anyway. Yeah. I think we should do the because of episode eleven. This is kind of like the last one, and the round off of the summer. We'll do the player number eleven, uh, and then we'll just wrap up there, and then we'll look into for another episode shortly after, which goes into the new season and highlights the new season and how the trans- transfer window uh, went yep. for the next episode and then from there we're going to be looking at doing a monthly show as a fanzine we're going to look to have guests on from other clubs yep. and rivals a couple of guys we know in the group group chat we've been speaking to they're very into their football and they've shown interest in being involved in that. a couple of other people who live further afield who have very good inputs in football who would probably bring in a good perspective because yep. we want to be able to have our kind of Liverpool Everton perspective and then have an outside perspective we're also going to look at some things involving the Whitecaps over the season and how their season's going to go it's going to be more one episode a month yeah and topical topical we're not really going to go into results. We'll cover results as a. This is what happened. This, this is what happened. We're not going to go into the games because we know a lot of other podcasts where they do in depth analysis and they do it really well and they do it much better than what we can. Yeah. So we're going to leave that to them. Yeah, I mean it's basically a full time job. <laughs> yeah. Some of these other podcasts. Some of these other like, guys do it, and I don't know how they manage to. Like I find it really difficult trying to put these ones together and edit them and get them out at a, a good juncture so they're relevant. This yeah. is not going to be relevant this show, but this episode <laughs> is kind of more of a, a summarising yeah. uh, so we can get up to speed for all you guys without kind of skipping we don't want to kind of skip it all. Yeah, we yeah. topically based will we having discussions, going over the bigger scenes in football, talking about our clubs, having banter, more yeah. people on, looking forward to it. It'll be kind of... Yeah, more, um, hopefully more interaction with you guys as well. I'm trying to get, hit you on the socials again at yeah. Stanley Park Beat and also on Facebook, Stanley Park Beat. Send us questions, DM us and just... Troll us if you want. Follow us. <laughs> Don't troll us. Uh, we we just want to hear from you and, and give us topics to talk about. Uh, if you don't think we're covering the right topics, throw them in and say like you need to talk about this. Uh, this would be or this would be a good thing to talk about. Throw suggestions. We're probably gonna do something else with us with an all stars kind of thing, yeah. especially with in relation to 
having guests on, we'll probably ask them to nominate a player, like a wild card kind of thing. Uh, maybe build a team to play against our all-stars that we've picked. Yeah. And uh, yeah. maybe we'll do it that way. We'll get them to pick a, t- a player for each episode and do it that way. And then we'll have two teams and then we'll have you vote on the winner. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah, there's a lot of good and it'll ideas. And cult- it'll be cult players as well. It won't be like just all-stars. We're tried by a, a Premier League cult 11. But in saying that, as we just mentioned that, we'll go into yeah. our number 11. Yeah. And that'll round up the episode. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to number one, the maths quiz that simply everyone is talking about. Stanley Park All-Stars number 11 first thing I have to confess it was just before my birthday I put the last the number 1 9 out and I forgot to well the number 10 yeah. episode out and I forgot to put the uh, poll up for the 10 so I'll get that one out at the same time so your 10 uh, so we don't actually have the winner of the number 10 your 10 was and uh, Lukaku and yours was Coutinho. Yeah. That's actually a good uh, uh, that's actually a good poll. Well, so that's an interesting poll. So we'll put that one up. We'll also put the number 11 one up. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, because uh, I'm going to be away uh, for a couple of days next week. So I'll organise that during the edit. Get that. But first, we're going to nominate our number 11. So you're going to have two to vote for. You're going to have episode 10 from me and you're going to have episode 11 from now yeah. and then for season 2 episode 1 you'll have numbers 1 and 2 which we didn't do because we hadn't actually thought of the concept yes. until episode In, 3 yeah. and then that'll round up our 11 and then we'll look into doing a versus side yeah. uh, of Premier League cult players Yeah. so that could be good yeah. Do you want to go first, Luke? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. So, quite an interesting number. Quite a few good players, really, that have, that have worn that shirt. Um, just very quick recap. Albert Riera didn't really stay for too long. Uh, Jamie... One of Rafa's students. Yeah, one of Rafa's, yeah. One of Rafa's boys. Uh, Jamie Redknapp, one of the Spice Boys. Maxi Rodriguez, not bad for us. Another one of Rafa's. Another one of Rafa's. Yeah, I yeah. was at his debut... <laughs> I was at his debut actually, Stoke away, got an away ticket with the Liverpool fans um, in a one-all draw. Um, R- Rodriguez came on for, for Liverpool, did nothing, um, <laughs> but I remember that well. Um, Asaidi, he was, I want to say... Is that Rodgers? Rodgers. Is that another Rodgers when they just signed like, loads of random players? When we signed... At the um, very start, they just signed loads of well, players. Oh, when we like, signed Luis Alberto and... Markovic. 
Rakovic, yeah. yeah, he brought like a whole ho- a heap of players. Yeah, um, Asadi was one of them. So is it Robbie Fowler um, or the eleven? Mm. But I don't think it was his. Well, it's not. He's it, it wasn't his main. Yeah, it wasn't his main number. Even Bobby that Firmino. Probably when he came back, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even um, Bobby Firmino's got the eleven. Must have been when he first started. Mm. Schmitzer. One of the Istanbul scorers. I mean, that would have been a name I would have expected to be definitely up there. Yeah, and then he's very, um, he's got he's a cult hero kind cult of cult hero. Yeah, is not known as like being your most skillful type of player, but because he was involved in some big successes. Yeah, uh, I think it was the the Europa Cup win that he had. He was involved in that game. Yeah, the five four game, I think. Oh was yeah, he, against Alaves. No, I don't. I don't know if he was. He might have been, but I remember. Him so I thought he came under Julia. He, he was one of Julia's signings. Yeah, maybe um, he was. I remember from his Istanbul goal. I remember him in his yeah. score in Istanbul. Um, Yossi Benayoun had that, which I actually liked, but he ended up going to Chelsea. So uh, <laughs> yeah, not so much. Um, I met Yossi Benayoun actually outside the gates of Anfield once. Um, sign my program but yeah went to Chelsea so fuck him <laughs> no, no longer owns our program <laughs> now now uh, this this is a player that did play for Chelsea but came to Liverpool it's the other way around which I much prefer just reached 100 goals on the weekend missed a penalty today but but also scored his name is of course Mohamed Salah Mohamed Salah he's finished <laughs> He's on the decline, he's yeah, on the decline. No, no way. Uh, no way. I like to joke about that. Lock him in, lock him in. For he's, a... still, he's still bagging the goals away. He's such an unorthodox, awkward-looking player sometimes on the ball. It, he's very... He's strong. He's strong. Oh. He's one of those strong little yeah, guys. Yeah. Although he does go down ground very theatrically at times. No, he does, of course. He's one of those low centre of gravity. Yeah. Kind of similar to Messi. Yeah. In that vein, um, but I just mean in, in in terms of his movement, like with a Torres or a Suarez, there's such a flow to how they run and run onto balls, and yeah. even the way like sometimes he kicks the ball, it doesn't look like it's ever going to go on target, but then it finds a way in. It's like yeah. there's just something a little unique about him, which sometimes comes across as a little bit awkward and in his movement, but obviously a phenomenal, a phenomenal talent and his. Now in his fourth season for us, and he's. I mean, he's been a revelation since signing. Like, yeah, there, was, there were doubts when he signed. It's like, oh, he flopped at Chelsea. Yes, got... he's been good for Roma, but yeah. Italy's different. Will he have the same impact? But right from the off, no, Klopp... no settling time. He just went bang. Yeah, Klopp really got the best out of him. That's yeah. put him in a system that just said express yourself. Um, and... A hundred goals and. Four years, like less than four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played one hundred and sixty-two games in the Premier League to get to a hundred goals, which mm. is the seventh, seventh most, I think. So yeah, yeah the, there's the a likes, few. There's a few he's above. He's him in there. Still. That name, that, the name of players. Yeah, there's a few above him still. Like, you know that. The likes of your your Henri, your Shearers, and but you look at the likes, names. He's, yeah. up, he's he's up there. He's, he seems to be. He's not played as central. No. Compared to the other names, he's played from the right, running down the wing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 
Mo Salah, he's he's my pick. After losing Torres, we thought, oh my God, we're never going to find anyone like Torres again. Then Suarez came in. Then Suarez left and you go, wow, we're not going to find anyone like Suarez ever again. And now we've, now we've had Mo Salah. So we've been, we've been spoiled, you know, with, yeah. with those types of players. And Salah's another one of them that, that, that will, will go down in history and be, be very well remembered in years to come, I would say. But at yeah. the minute, we're just enjoying, enjoying what he's doing and he's, he's still banging them in. So long may that continue. I mean, well, I mean, it's. I'm sorry, it's just going to be the Salah show, to be honest, because. Yeah, who's. I'm going to. Apart from if you go back to. If you went back, kind of maybe before I was really watching Everton, you got Daniel Amakachi, who's a hero as part of the. Getting to the final of when then Knifey Cup. But the names, I'll go through them Scott Gemmell, Pembridge, Francis Jeffers. Francis Jeffers, wow. Daniel Schreckelarsi. Joe. Uh, Josh King, Theo Walcott. Um, now, James McFadden is a huge cult figure in Scottish. Yeah. Goal-scoring folklore. Yeah. He's well-considered among the Scot- Scotland legend, considering the goal he scored against France and stuff like that. Uh, our current number 11 who started the season excellently. Demagre, uh, but it's yeah. way too early for him to be in any discussions. So it's kind of by default the lamb to the slaughter <laughs> because he wore it for quite a long time and he started really well before he was actually, he was a very, very good player for us before he was linked to Spurs. He got linked to Spurs, it never happened, and then he was never really the same player. And then we've had different managers since Moyes. I think Moyes got the best from him, and both Moyes and Martinez. Kevin Morales. Oh, okay. Eventually left. I think. I think he eventually left last year or yeah. just yeah. the year before. But he just faded from the scene. He was actually there for about six years, but it was over maybe a three-year period when he, he like those those first couple of years, three years, he had scored some really good goals. We go back and watch them and some of the impacts he had in games. Yeah, and he had a really good link up with uh, Lukaku and some of the other players around him. But then he just got linked to Spurs, it was linked with a swap deal with Aaron Lennon, who did eventually actually end up signing for Everton, but yeah. um, Morales never went the other way, and he was just never the same after that summer. So uh, he got in his head. He became inconsistent. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. happened. He just You don't know. Sometimes, um, I don't know if there was something else went on. Yeah. These, things, the game. these things happen yeah. in football. Sometimes but yeah. agents can... Rattle a player or get get in their head a bit. Or, Someone's got know, in his head, and then he's lost the appreciation of fans, which probably makes him lose confidence as a player, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. But anyway, he's not going to win against Salah. <laughs> I'm not going to go on against that about him. Uh, I'll give him much of a case. As much as um, Morales might not win against Salah, I think, I think Lukaku could have a good shout against... Because of the resurgence now, maybe... Some people won't judge it purely in an Everton shirt, yeah. and a, you yeah. know some well, some people if, base their decision on on. If you look at like all the clubs he's been at, of all this like, and he's always talking about it as an ex Chelsea striker or, yeah. well, he's a Chelsea striker again now, but ex Everton player or ex United player, the team he scored the most goals for in any one spot is Everton. Mm. His time at Everton shouldn't be discounted. He was also one of the first players to like either in the. 
top five players to score 50 goals before the age of 24. His goal record at Everton and at the ages he scored them, he's also scored a debut in every, for every club he's ever been at. Wow, yeah. Okay. Uh, on his debut. Okay. And Chelsea again. Well, there's a reason... So, like, uh, so there's another case for Lukaku I'm going to go by. There's a reason... By Chelsea. Team, well, United, Moyes, Moyes took him. No, it was... Uh, no. It was actually... Van, Van Gaal? Lear. Mourinho. Mourinho. He signed <laughs> on the Mourinho. I'll get there uh, eventually. <laughs> um, I think United chased him for a couple of years and Chelsea chased him at that time as well. But the eventually signing for United had a good first season. Didn't have a good second season. He left a bit under a cloud. It was resurgent. Yeah. Inter Milan won the title there this year or this past year, and Chelsea stumped up to eight million. Yeah. Um, and he's already started three goals in three league games, and scored the winner in the Champions League the other day there. So, um, if you look at his overall career and the amount of international goals he scored in the games he's played, yeah, I think there's going to be a good case for him against Coutinho. I'd say so, but bear in mind Coutinho. It's so. It's probably only really a spell at Liverpool that is really putting him on the map. Yeah. What he did, he was that little magician. He just used to have that little something. Oh, during he, during that spell at Liverpool, I think he was one of the best players in the league. Yeah. But he's not produced for Barcelona. He kind of did a little bit at Bayern, but when they were winning the Champions League, he was. He was brilliant in that season. We nearly won the league. Yeah. With Sturridge. And Suarez ahead of him. And then he had Sterling out wide, Henderson sort of behind, and he was just playing that little pocket. Yeah. You know, and he had Suarez and Sturridge dragging players. Coutinho would then either take on a shot or he was just slotting them in. Like, yeah. You know, and it worked so well. It worked out so well that year. And Like that spent that year under Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. that whole system yeah, just no, worked really so well. He, he was the sort of player that when things weren't going too well, you know, when a, when a team wants to come to Anfield, they want to set up to defend, they're happy with a point. And they're saying, yeah, you, you can break us down. Coutinho's in the in the tight spaces, he's in the little... And he just make that little drop of the shoulder, yeah. tuck inside, bang, yeah. goal. I think he did it against Everett as and, well. And, and he'd give, he'd, game, he'd give so. the team that sort of, that option. Because what you find... Is that you end up passing? You, yeah, but you pass sideways, sideways, back, sideways. You know, when you got a, a disciplined team like that, like we did against Chelsea the other week, when they had ten men and they just sat deep, a Coutinho would just he'd do a little one-two, or you know he'd do something out of the box. His imagination was good, was good sometimes, but it's not the most predictable player, and sometimes you just need that to sort of throw throw a player off and give a good give and go and yeah so that's that's why I appreciate him and what he did and what he brought to the team he was going to hide it in nothing when he joined Barcelona yeah it's like replacing Iniesta yeah I think like, he earned his move <laughs> he earned the move but it's the hardest thing to do yeah it's, it's a hard thing when, you, when you're asked to replace a player like that but we're bitter we're bitter about him because he disrupted our club for a yeah. while because that whole transfer saga he wanted to was, go for a while yeah yeah he forced that move and but you know when Barca come you sort of have to force the move I think because you go well if we wait six months to the summer then uh, yeah. they might not be interested it's in like anything, so. 
Ancelotti <laughs> was he ever going to get another chance to go back to Real Madrid? Yeah, probably not. No. So when anyway, they, there's, there's when some... they come calling uh, those two teams, you don't really say no. Yeah, there's a good um, there's a good couple of polls there. We're in it an hour and a half now, so yeah. So that's that's good, your ninety um, minutes. Uh, that's your ninety minutes. There. Yeah, uh, we're not going on to extra time. <laughs> no, no, or extra time. time. Don't talk about. We're going to try and make it a little bit shorter. <laughs> no more penalties. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's good to get back into it. We're looking forward to a good uh, season two uh, of the show. It's still in the the structure process. Yeah. So we will be building up. Uh, we'll give try and give updates on the social medias of how we're going to do it. But thanks to everyone who kind of listened over the first year and yeah. what was very much a experimental, kind of like we're trying this out, you're kind of listening to us try it out, yeah. and now we're going to try and make, yeah. expand on that. It was a work in progress, but hopefully now we can really actually build the build show and solidify the structure and everything, yeah. And we've had like feedback from friends and stuff sometimes it's been a lot of time constructive criticism or things that they like about the show, maybe things they don't like about it one of my friends said stop rabbiting on about what you did at the weekend everyone wants to hear about football kind yeah. of thing like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's don't spend, or at least don't spend 10 minutes at the start of the show talking about it like maybe talk about the sport then do a little bit like and think things like that but that's all things that we want to hear like it's all a process it's so. it cannot be positive uh, so gotta we're gonna end critics. there you gotta have your critics you gotta have your critics <laughs> you don't get better without critics <laughs> don't be too nasty though <laughs> make cry so we're gonna end it there we'll come up with a tune throw on the end here yeah thanks for listening again yeah thank you all for listening follow us at the Stanley Park Beat have a good evening. Yeah, we'll see you good next day. time. See you next time. New season, new hope. Everyone have won the league by September. <laughs>